Hi, and welcome to Training and Assessment Professional Development's podcast. Really super grateful that you're here. Thanks for tuning in today, and I hope you continue to tune in because we have a lot to offer. Training and Assessment Professional Development is about giving back to the community of trainers and those wanting to enter the industry to become a trainer assessor. Now, it doesn't matter if you're delivering short courses or even accredited training, we'll have something for you. I love to help trainers develop their skills to become leaders in their field. As I said before, we have a lot of content that will inspire you to grow and help you harness your niche. The world of vocational education training can be a minefield. Standards, legislation, and just when you think you've got a handle on it, something changes. Training package, qualification, industry regulations, Well, I'm here to help you demystify and show you some easy tips to stay ahead. Hi, I'm Donna Moulds, your host. And as an entrepreneur, coach, trainer, mentor for over 15 years, I want to share with you some insights that helped me reach a level as a trainer that I never thought was really possible. As a former CEO of my own RTO, Registered Training Organisation, for over 12 years, I have a wealth of experience that I want to share with you. So strap yourself in, grab a pen and a notebook, and let's get started. Hey, and welcome to another episode of Training and Assessment Professional Development. Today, we're going to talk about passion. And, you know, even if you're not a trainer assessor or you um, are thinking about it, but you're not quite sure, um, today's going to be relevant when we talk about turning your passion into a a job or a career path or a business that you want to do and making it really purposeful. So we want to make sure that we understand how we can do that. And over the years, I've had many discussions where people ask me, how did I know what my purpose was? Where did this come from? And how will I know what mine is, they'd ask. And it's actually really difficult for me to explain how it occurred because I just knew at different stages in my life. So I'm in my 50s now and, um, you know, in a few more weeks I'll turn 51 and I actually have known throughout stages of my life exactly what I wanted to do. And there's only been some brief moments where I questioned what my purpose is anymore. And that was because I was making some significant transitions. And um, at one point, I actually took on a very significant journey and I walked uh, 860 kilometers and a bit um, across Spain because I really had to, I guess, check in with myself about what my passion was now that my career path had actually changed. So, um, you know, I also listened to my intuition and my intuition is pretty strong, uh, but I had to work on that and I really had to learn how to listen to my intuition and also look at things that really lit me up. You know, there's things that we do and we go, oh, wow, I'm really I'm really excited about this. And if something lights you up, well, maybe that's where you need to go. And a lot of the time I hear people talk about, well, oh, no, that's just a hobby. Um, Or no, I I wouldn't be able to do that. And, And a lot of that comes from fear 
and it could be the fear of failure, the fear, you know, you, you tell the story of I'm not good enough, um, there's so many people out there doing it, whatever it might be. And we have these stories. Um, and also too, I think social media also makes it a little harder because you see people doing what you're passionate about and then you compare yourself. And that's a really bad um, habit to get into because everybody is unique and everyone uh, has something that they're really good at. And that doesn't mean to say someone doesn't do it better in their opinion or your opinion, but that shouldn't stop you from giving it a really good crack. So I um, I knew at a very young age that I was supposed to be a mum. And of course, I followed that. Um, and I had four beautiful children who are now adults. Um, in my late 20s and early 30s, I knew that things were changing. I also went through a divorce. So that changed things again, because my picture perfect um, white picket fence I guess, ideal, um, hadn't quite worked out. And I was always a passionate mother and I did the best that I could as a mum. And I have this saying that, um, have I done the best that I can with the resources that I have at the time? And um, as long as I know the answer to that is yes, then I'm okay. But when I am really honest with myself and go, mm, no, didn't really do my best, then I need to revisit that and, and look at why. But, you know, after um, my children started growing up and in 2003, I had um, a real time of um, hardship and I then had to discover a, a different passion. And um, out of necessity, I actually was offered a job by a dear uh, friend of mine, mentor as well, and I was teaching adults, it was called basic IT enabling skills. And I was teaching people who were um, long-term unemployed, people with disabilities, Indigenous learners, how to use computers. And, you know, to be honest, at that time, I didn't really know how to use computers that well. So I was learning what I had to do, I guess, the day before or the night before. And then I would go in and teach but because I had such a passion, it came really easily to me and it was actually quite a surprise. And then, of course, that expanded and I ended up working with traineeships and, um, you know, teaching uh, basic IT skills for, you know, quite some time. Now I've had um, two decades of being passionate about sharing knowledge that obviously has expanded I ran my own RTO registered training organization for 12 years and we had 28 qualifications on our scope of registration. Uh, we taught life skills, we taught um, professional development courses such as emotional intelligence, communication strategies, um, people skills, like we taught a lot of different things and I was very hands-on in that. and. No matter what was going on in my life, I was always very passionate about what I was doing. And I remember back in 2008, 2009, I wanted to become a specialist in teaching, training and assessment. And I knew that that would take, you know, a few years of experience and it would take a lot of work and learning different skills. And I integrated NLP strategies into this. And also learnt um, 
I increased my emotional intelligence. I increased my ability to connect with people and my passion just grew and grew and grew. And the feedback I got from students was just um, brilliant, which really helped drive me further because I went, I'm really making a difference. I even um, dabbled a little bit. And when I say dabbled, I didn't do this training for long, but I went into um, a youth detention center and I wanted to see if I could contribute there and make a difference. I found that really challenging and um, very emotional because there was these kids in need. And, you know, this was a very important time in their life where, you know, prior to being an adult, they're making some pretty terrible decisions, but still having to learn skills and, and change behaviors. So I found that really hard and I didn't do it for long. Um, but I felt like what I did um, contribute there was um, very purposeful. And so that was really important to me. And when you look at the reason, when you look at purpose and what that really means, you know, a, a dictionary definition is the reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists or a, a person's sense of resolve and determination. And so having that sense of purpose of I'm supposed to be doing this, in some cases we need to identify what we are passionate about first to be able to find our purpose. And if you think about the meaning for a moment, the reason or the sense of resolve, mostly reason and resolve have a great deal of energy behind them, something that lights a spark inside you. We can look at our life and we can see what we have as strong values about things such as family, fighting a cause or being an innovator in something that we need to resolve or something that needs solving. You know, and when we look at passion, you know, passion and what we are passionate about, um, you know, it, it's um, truly believing in what you do or having that drive and doing it the best you know, to the best of your ability, even when you don't feel like it. You know, sometimes we get tired in doing what we're doing if we're not looking after ourselves, and we need to, you know, keep moving forward. Um, and I think when you lose that passion, you've really got to look at why, why it's being lost and, and what's happening. And a lot of the time is you have lost your vision, right? You're not focused on what is the big picture here. Um, that's why sometimes we feel that um, sense of lethargic, you know, not able to to push through. So when you're doing something to the best of your ability, um, you know, then you can get through and surpass obstacles. All right. So I have a number of things in my life I'm truly passionate about uh, family, business, supporting those. Um, um, and when I can and I love writing. And of course, I found a new passion, which is podcasting, because I really get to share my excitement about things. And, and I think people can feel that um, as they hear my voice and, and what I'm talking about. And I would hope that my voice is easy to listen to because I know how important that is um, when we're not, when we don't have a voice that's easy to listen to. People just won't listen. So take the time to think about what lights you up inside what do you feel strongly about 
And how can you turn this into something that you love and can work towards to make it something tangible for you? Something that you're proud of. And this isn't about other people. This is about doing it for you, your passions. Because if you are doing it for someone else or some other motive, then you lose the sense of joy and you lose the sense of excitement and and your energy can dwindle, especially if other people are not meeting the, the expectations that you have of them. And we do, we fall into that trap of having expectations. If I do this, then someone will like me more. Or if I do this, people will do A, B or C. You know, so this really has to be about you and, and what you want to do. So, um, you know, what is it that you want to be or do more of? Always remember that life is a journey, not a destination. And I remember when I was trekking Kokoda in 20,000, uh, 20,000, in 2012, um, I got reminded of that, you know, when we were walking, it was about the journey, not the destination of getting to that point by the end of the afternoon. And so when you are passionate about something, you really enjoy that journey, that process of the doing and the creating. And, you know, you've got to figure out what that is. And you can simply journal a few things over a period of days or weeks and see what it is that lights you up. What, what is it that you feel amazing about? Um, we're in, we're here to enjoy the moments that give us meaning and create meaning and or leave a legacy. Sometimes we do something because we want to leave a legacy. You know, I would hope that um, some of the teachings that I have given um, are forever in someone's mind. You know, oh, I remember that time I was doing this course and Donna really helped me understand the concepts in this. She gave me a different way of looking at it. Um, or she supported me until I was able to um, understand enough to be assessed and then I was able to complete the course, whatever it might be. I would hope that I have touched some souls in my journey of um, what I've been doing over the last, which I, which I find incredibly funny, over, over the last, you know, 10, 15, 20 years. Um, so I, I think that if you start to think about what your passions are, how can you turn that into something that you can, you know, maybe create an income from, um, create, you know, a, a business that you enjoy, um, even if it's a side business for a while, that's okay too, because you're still living your passion whilst you're, um, you know, earning the income and paying the bills and doing what you need to do. You have to think about too is um, who do you know that is doing something similar to what you want to do? Because something I learned a long time ago is success leaves clues, right? So if you um, have a look at the people who are really successful at what you're doing, what are they doing that you can emulate? You know, how can you do what they're doing? Um, because I want you to know that there are enough people in this world to be experiencing what you have to offer. Um, there's many coaches out there, yet they're all employed or they're all engaged. 
um, in services, the ones that are that are good, that provide, um, you know, they provide the service that someone is looking for. They provide the outcomes that people are trying to get. You know, so if there's trainers and assessors out there, there is plenty of people who need your service. They need training. Um, I've been delivering emotional intelligence training for over 10 years. There are still people who are in high level employment. They're in managerial positions, leadership positions, and really have not heard or been able to develop skills in emotional intelligence. And that surprises me a lot of the time, but it's a, it's a fact. So think about what it is that you're passionate about. I don't think you could prove that the marketplace is saturated in what you want to offer. So just have a think about that when you hear the, the um, negative self-talk happening, um, when you hear, oh, no, I won't be able to do this or I won't be good enough or just really sit in that and have a look at what is being offered and, you know, do a bit of research. And I, I guarantee you, you'll find a way to live your passion purposefully. So I really appreciate you tuning in again. And thanks till next time. Take care.